0: This is an ABC podcast. Vladimir Putin used to have a pet Labrador called Connie. She was sleek and black and a little bigger than your average lab.
1: That's a very large Labrador, by the way.
0: (laughs) Connie could shake hands and her favourite food was porridge with meat. She sometimes came with Putin to public events and meetings. In 2007, at Putin's Sochi residence on the Black Sea, Connie wandered into a meeting between Putin and another world leader. That other world leader just happens to have a famous and deathly fear of dogs.
1: He knew that Angela Merkel had a weakness, which was that she was afraid of dogs. So he brought his
0: Labrador to a meeting. So what was that about? Was it on purpose? Was Putin trying to scare Merkel, intimidate her?
1: He plans. I mean, he's an ex-KGB agent. They plan based on your psychological profile.
0: Putin later said that he didn't know Merkel was afraid of dogs, so maybe it was just an accident. But here's the thing. This wasn't the first time he'd met the German Chancellor. And during Angela Merkel's first official visit to Moscow in early 2006, Putin gave her a gift... It was a stuffed toy dog. So, maybe not so much of an accident. I'm Matt Bevan, and this is Russia If You're Listening, a podcast about Vladimir Putin's plot to undermine and destroy the Western world. Today, the woman Germans call mother, Angela Merkel. For the past decade, she's been considered the most powerful woman in the world, and she's Vladimir Putin's most formidable opponent. But in the fight between them, Putin didn't stop at dogs. He spent years undermining her darling, the European Union, and her position as its de facto leader, inflaming a refugee crisis and using people as weapons. That's today on Russia If You're Listening. Angela Merkel grew up in Soviet-controlled East Germany. She travelled the Soviet Union as a student, becoming fluent in Russian. She's smart. She has a PhD in quantum chemistry. And she's ruthlessly ambitious which is how she became the leader of the Christian Democratic Union Party. It was a daring move. She didn't talk to anyone about it beforehand. Jacqueline Boyson, Angela Merkel's biographer, says Merkel seized power by turning on her former mentor and party leader Helmut Kohl when he got caught in a party funding
1: scandal. Angela
0: publicly criticised Kohl in the press. Without the support of the woman he called my girl, he resigned. Kohl never forgave her betrayal.
1: And many people held that against her.
0: It wasn't right, they said, it wasn't the CDU's style, but for her, it clearly paid off. Angela Merkel became the leader of the main German opposition party, the CDU.
1: Germany's Christian Democrats have nominated their first female leader in the party's history.
0: Five years later, her party swept into power.
1: CDU leader Angela Merkel is set to become Germany's first female chancellor.
0: Angela Merkel was the youngest German chancellor since Hitler, and she arrived at the golden age of the European Union. New countries were joining, and there was a true feeling of building towards something better.
1: We're welcoming 10 new member states into the European Union. And today marks a new beginning for Europeans.
0: In the next 10 years, Merkel became the European Union's most powerful figure. In the global financial crisis, she made it clear she was the one in charge.
1: United and determined, we can bring our values and interests to bear in the world.
0: She tackled pollution and climate change.
1: United and determined, we can serve as a model for other regions of the world.
0: She reformed Germany to become a fiscally responsible but compassionate society.
1: This, and nothing less than this, should be our common goal. She even stood up to
0: Russia after it invaded Ukraine.
1: I regard it as the task for our generation. So,
0: a Russian-speaking, empire-building leader of the biggest Western European nation, who is beloved and respected and has become essentially the de facto leader of Europe. You can see why Putin might see Merkel as a threat. She was admired around the world. In fact, in 2015, even Donald Trump was a massive fan.
1: Your quick thoughts on somebody like an Angela Merkel, for example. Uh, fantastic leader. She's, uh, I, I was with somebody the other day I Think she's the greatest leader in the world today. She's, the, most, uh, she's the, the smartest and the greatest leader in the world today. And this is a person that has great knowledge of her and deals with her.
0: But then a few years ago, things started to change for the German Chancellor. And her downfall began with a man setting himself on fire. The series of events which led to Putin's attack on Merkel began on a December day in 2010 in Tunisia. Mohamed Bouazizi woke up early and filled his cart with fruit. He was setting up to sell that fruit when he was stopped by a police officer who reprimanded him for not having proper paperwork. The policewoman took his fruit and his scales. She insulted his dead father, and when Mohamed argued back, she slapped him. After she left, Muhammad went to the town hall to try and get his scales back. This is Al Jazeera reporter Rage Omar retracing Muhammad's last hours. Um, He'd come to petition the government here to ask for some uh, help, uh, but they didn't let him in. Muhammad, humiliated and facing the prospect of being unable to support his family, made a decision. He then uh, went uh, into the middle of the road, Put benzene uh, on himself and set himself alight. His cousin saw the whole thing. There was one man with a with a jacket um, who tried to uh, put the flames out on uh, on Muhammad, but it was uh, too late. Muhammad died. The death of this penniless fruit seller started a revolution.
1: Unconfirmed reports say 14 civilians have been killed in clashes in the past 24 hours.
0: And the revolution in Tunisia sparked similar uprisings across the Arab world, which became known as the Arab Spring. Authoritarian governments toppled in Egypt, Yemen and Libya. It's been a year like no other in the Middle East. Some rulers have gone, others survived, some countries are still in turmoil. Then the Arab Spring reached Syria. The demonstrations started off small. But then a group of 15 young boys were caught writing graffiti.
1: It was an act of teenage defiance. Five 14-year-old boys did the
0: unthinkable. They spray-painted anti-regime graffiti on their school's walls. Secret police kidnapped and tortured them.
1: They took me at 4 a.m. during the dawn prayers. I was asleep. They woke me up, handcuffed me. They told my parents they will bring
0: me back. It was a terrifying feeling. They took us to the police station where they tortured and beat us. They also broke my friend's fingers. Outrage at the police actions spread and the protests multiplied in every major city in Syria. Three days into the demonstrations, President Bashar al-Assad, a seemingly mild-mannered former eye doctor, did something no one saw coming. He ordered the military to attack the protesters. It dragged the country into a civil war. Thousands were killed in the first year.
1: Torturing opposition leaders, laying siege to cities.
0: Tens of thousands in the second year.
1: Slaughtering thousands of unarmed civilians, including children. Children have been killed by beating, sniper fire and shelling. The Assad regime is actually carrying out nothing short of a massacre.
0: But the barrel bombs, sniper fire and the alleged chemical weapons attacks weren't the end of the madness, because President Bashar al-Assad had another trick up his sleeve. He released 13,000 prisoners from Syrian jails. Many of them were terrorists.
1: He used that strategy as a survival strategy, to release jihadists, so he could be the only viable option for the West, say, either me or these jihadists.
0: Once they were free, many of them joined a fledgling group called Islamic State, which exploded across the Middle East a few months later.
1: They have a radical extremist philosophy, cultish attitude. They have declared enemy anybody who isn't them.
0: Islamic State's original plan was to establish their own country, But after US-led airstrikes bombed the crap out of them, it became clear that wouldn't happen. So they changed strategy.
1: The best thing you can do is to kill any disbeliever, whether he be French, American or from any of their allies.
0: This came just as Lebanon and Jordan were reaching their capacity for handling Syrian refugees. So, two things started happening at the exact same time. One, refugees started trying to get into Europe. Two, terror in Western Europe. It is the deadliest
1: terror attack in France in decades.
0: Serious terrorism returned to Europe for the first time in nine years. Far-right parties in Europe connected the two events, blaming terror on migrants escaping from the Middle East.
1: Our freedom is under attack.
0: This is Dutch far-right anti-Muslim politician Gert Wilders.
1: Yesterday it was Paris. In recent years we have seen attacks in Amsterdam, New York, Madrid, London, Mumbai, Ottawa, Sydney and Brussels. It does not stop. He says the
0: only way to end terror attacks is to stop accepting Muslim migrants.
1: And this is not the end of the misery, but just the beginning. All immigration from Islamic countries must Stop.
0: German Chancellor Angela Merkel, the leader of a conservative Christian party, had previously opposed mass migration of Muslims. But in 2015, she changed her mind.
1: Sagt, Wir schaffen das.
0: She's saying, Wir schaffen das. we can do it.
1: Wir schaffen das.
0: Wir schaffen das. Meaning we can welcome hundreds of thousands of desperate people.
1: Wir haben so Wir das.
0: Angela Merkel announced Germany would be accepting one million refugees, This was applauded by many Germans who went to rallies around train stations to welcome refugees into their country. But by this time, 10 million people had been displaced by the conflict in Syria, which still left 9 million people with nowhere to go. Merkel encouraged other countries to do their part.
1: Europe as a whole needs to move. Member states must share the responsibility of asylum-seeking refugees.
0: Some EU countries started to get cold feet, but Merkel used the EU rules to get them to accept large numbers of people. Vladimir Putin saw the resistance from some countries to refugees. And if the Syrian crisis was a fire, what Putin did next was like pouring petrol all over it.
1: We have seen a substantial military buildup by Russia in Syria, both uh, in the air with uh, combat planes and air defence systems, but also uh, an increasing number of ground troops.
0: For the first time, Russian armed forces went into Syria, backing President Assad, who by this stage was desperate for help from his most powerful ally. Russia says they were there to kill ISIS, and they did kill some terrorists, But they also killed the people rebelling against Assad.
1: He doesn't distinguish between ISIL and a moderate Sunni opposition that wants to see Mr Assad go. From their perspective, they're all terrorists.
0: They made the situation more dangerous. Russia's entry into the fight in Syria has exacerbated the problem. This is General Philip Breedlove, the big boss of the NATO alliance in Europe. He didn't see Russia's move into Syria as just an ally helping out. He thought Putin had a more sinister motive, driving more refugees into Europe. Together, Russia and the Assad regime are deliberately weaponising migration in an attempt to overwhelm European structures and break European resolve. He said Russia and Syria were trying to maximise the number of people fleeing the country. What we see in uh, our Russian counterparts in Syria is the use of a lot of very indiscriminate weapons. It is causing a lot of flow of people out of the stricken areas, getting them on the road and getting them into someone else's hair. The refugee crisis was worsening just as ISIS-connected terrorists struck Europe again.
1: More than 120 people killed and over 350
0: injured in just a few hours of carnage. Terrorists attacked a theatre and a football stadium. Multiple acts of barbarity which have rocked Paris. And that wasn't all.
1: We are live in Brussels tonight, four months after Paris, the scene of the latest terror attacks on Europe. At least 30 dead and hundreds injured in two attacks, one on the airport the other on a Russia metro station a few hundred yards from the headquarters of the European Union.
0: The vast majority of people who were involved in the attacks in Europe were European citizens, not migrants. But people started to draw a link between the Syrian refugees and the spike in terrorist attacks. I do not like the migration. I do not like the people
1: coming. Frankly, look, Europe's gonna have to handle, but they're gonna have riots in Germany. What's happening in Germany,
0: I always thought Merkel was like this great leader. What she's done in Germany is insane. It's insane. They're having all sorts of attacks. Donald Trump, who months earlier had been calling Angela Merkel a great leader, held her responsible. So I used to be a fan of Merkel. I used to think she was terrific. A big leader, a great leader. I think what she did to Germany is a disgrace. Is a disgrace. It's a total disgrace. No longer a fan. I may have to deal with her. But you know what, I'll tell you right now, no longer a fan. Merkel's support and power collapsed. After coming within a whisker of losing office in the 2017 election, she announced that this was her last term. She would be resigning as Chancellor in 2021. If we go back to the scoreboard, that's Putin 2, Europe 0. The timing of the events, which almost destroyed Angela Merkel's influence in Europe, is very important. The refugee crisis and terror attacks came to a head at the same time in 2015, just in time for them to wind their way into the politics of the United Kingdom.
1: Well, Mrs Merkel, many of my Eurosceptic colleagues have been booing you this morning, but they shouldn't be in a way because the British should be cheering you.
0: This is Nigel Farage, Mr Brexit, as Donald Trump calls him.
1: We don't want to be part of an increasingly German-dominated European Union and we certainly don't want to pay the price for Mrs Merkel's errors.
0: According to him, Merkel's influence in Europe was what Britons were so fearful of when they voted to leave the EU.
1: Maybe you should all... Reread history. The European project was set up to stop German domination. What you've seen today is a naked takeover bit.
0: Farage says fear of Merkel's migration policies was the driving factor behind Brexit.
1: Many of these Eurosceptic groups on the right, the centre, and the left will come back here after the next European elections in huge numbers directly as a result of your immigration and asylum policy. Bridges, never, never, never will be
0: Nigel Farage thinks Angela Merkel is the foreign leader most responsible for Brexit. But given all the fuel Vladimir Putin was throwing on the refugee crisis fire, and the fact that his military was creeping into Eastern Europe, he probably has a pretty strong claim to that title as well. I'm Matt Bevan, and this is Russia if you're listening a podcast about Vladimir Putin's plot to undermine and destroy the Western world. It's produced by Ruby Jones and Will Ockenden. Next, Nigel Farage and the bad boys of Brexit. The Brexit movement pulled off the first major political upset of 2016, coming from behind to a shocking victory in Britain's EU referendum. But did Nigel Farage and his allies in the Brexit movement have help from Vladimir Putin and Russia?
1: Russia is interfering and it is doing so to try and undermine public confidence in political institutions.
0: When will we realise that Russia's strategy is to weaken and divide the free world? Where's our Mueller inquiry? That's next on Russia If You're Listening. It'll hit your feed first thing Monday. Be sure to subscribe before then. And while you're there, rate and review us too. We're loving reading your reviews. Thanks for listening.